pass from Havili was magic. The shift on for Crotty. Boom, far down you go, Quackett Smith. Me, oh my, I haven't enjoyed that. Yes, boy. Sit back, relax, put your belt on, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 5 of the Draft Rugby Show. We're here this week to talk about Super Rugby New Zealand. It's the week of weeks, previewing all of the guys we're going to pick in our fantasy teams this year. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Harry and Nelson, who are wearing some Kiwi jerseys. Sacrilegious, I know. But um, lads, how are you and just how excited are you? Mate, we're very excited for this one. This is just where all the fantasy gold is. It, it's hard to you know, cipher through this and, and find spots that people don't know where the, the special gold is, but we're going to reveal all of it tonight. Yeah, man, and I'm, uh, I've chosen to wear the jersey of the yeah. team I will solely pick my fantasy team from this year. The Crusaders <laughs> and, jersey for those not watching. And you'll win accordingly. Um, <laughs> but, That's uh, fair enough. I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually expect it if Harry to start wearing that jersey to Tars games. You know what I mean? It wouldn't. Uh, oh. I don't know. <laughs> But, uh, but, um, I wouldn't put it past them. Absolutely. Um, but look, let's let's rip in. Uh, we just had a lot of fun recording uh, the Moana Pacifica preview, uh, in which I don't know if we did outdo ourselves after the Fiji and Andruas, uh preview, where we definitely spent over a good hour and a bit on that one. But uh, Moana Pacifica was a lot of fun. So check out that pod. Uh, that was episode four. But jumping in to episode five, the Kiwi Conference, let's kick it off with our entree tonight. Uh, as always, in our previews, we have taken, uh, we're going to have a look back at our top Kiwi draft picks. We all got to pick three unique players each. So obviously easy for those who got to go first and second and uh, those in last, bit of a tougher job. But um, let's look back at 2021. So I got to go first last year and I picked Richie Moanga, Will Jordan and Zahn Sullivan. Uh, how did they fare? Richie, topper, mate. Wow. Yeah. That was a pick out of, the, out of the blue. Don't know how you got that one. <laughs> Will Jordan, fifth. I thought that was pretty good, actually. I don't think he scored that highly as much as we all expected it. And Zahn Sullivan, that was just the classic Kagi, like, shoot for the sky, land in the dirt. He had a 22-point average, and he didn't rank. I don't know what he came. I couldn't count that low. But did he start <laughs> starting every game? Yes, he did. So let's pick him again this year. Um, but no, <laughs> all right. Um, moving on, we had uh, Nels. Uh, Nels picked David Havili, Cody Taylor, Picked the Crusaders theme as well. Very good. And uh, someone that you frothed a lot on. I didn't see him find his way particularly into these rankings, but uh, Lachlan Boshier. So, Yeah, look, Havili was just, you know, he was a bit further down on this list, actually. And you think he's quite a good player, but Lachlan Boshier was a fair bit higher than him. Just missing out on that first page. But the main name there for me is Cody Taylor. He was third on the overall score, which, I mean, that's just genius by me, isn't it? What are you talking about, mate? We're talking about New Zealand rankings here. He's second. Lachlan Boshet was ninth. I don't know where you're getting your information. Mate, you, you haven't put this in the spreadsheet. Where, what are we working on? Oh, yeah, well, when you're off the screen, yeah. When, when <laughs> Nelson's first words in a reply are, yeah, look, uh, insert long excuse here, basically. But, um, <laughs> it, it actually it actually done well. Um, you, you can't go wrong with Cody Taylor, really. That's but, right. Um, Yes, but Harry, good. why don't you take us through uh, who you picked? So you got unlucky third of us to pick three unique players. Who did you pick? Yeah, after six Kiwi players are gone, there's basically no good fantasy players left. So <laughs> I got stuck with Nani Lamape, who came seventh. 
Salisi Rayasi, who came sixth. I thought that was a pretty good pick out of a – I think he was one of our Smokies that we thought was going to have a big year. And Damian McKenzie, shock horror, was fourth. He was right up there as well. So really scraping the bottom of the barrel. And I, I will just go through the uh, the actual rankings as well. You had Richie Moonga top it with 56 points, Cody Taylor on 50. Hoskins Satutu was not named, 48 points. That was surely there for you, Craigs. DMAC 45, Jordan 45, Rayasi 45, Laumape, Jordi Barrett, both 45-point averages as well. Then you had Jacobson on 44 and Eklund on 42. So very, very high scores across the board for the top 10. And really it was only Zahn Sullivan and Dave Davili that flopped out of our nine picks, guys. That's true. And who would have picked both of them in the same league to flop, you know what I mean? Uh, that's right. <laughs> Upon reflection, that's interesting. What I've taken out of that is that Lamarpe still got such a great score because, remember, it felt like such a quiet year for him last year in that we watched every game and they just didn't pass him the ball, that they decided now he was a decoy for the entire season, which yeah. was very frustrating, but still crushed it in terms of fantasy. So don't, huge. Don't forget at the back end of the season, he got to verse lots of Aussie sides and that definitely bumped his numbers back up. That's right. That's true. I was thinking the first half of the season, yeah, they probably started to give him the ball again as soon as he was versing <laughs> the Australian sides. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that makes sense. All right, well, let's move on to predictions for 2022. So we, we flipped the script. Uh, Harry got to go first. So just before he answers, I mean, take a guess. Who do you think Harry's picked as his top three players to... Uh, <laughs> to score in the New Zealand conference this year. they I'll, I'll give you a hint. They're all from the same team. He's wearing the jersey. Harry, who did you pick, mate? Mate, more, more of the same from Richie Moonga. He might not play as many games, but his average will, will be high enough with enough games that he'll be number one. Cody Taylor, number two. Andrew Macaleo is gone from the Crusaders. So they've just taken another layer off uh of minutes taken away from Cody Taylor. So he'll be right up there. And I think Will Jordan will go better. He only came fifth last year. I reckon he's a top three player this year. He's unbelievable and just keeps getting better. I didn't think it was possible. Can score yeah, tries. That's, that's pretty fair. Look, for for me, I've, I've gone, I'd say, probably not out on the limb, but he hasn't been in the, you know, maybe as high up as we thought he could have because he was sharing a bit of time. That's Samasoni Takiaho, who he had to share a bit of time with Nathan Harris. No longer does he have to do that. So I think he's going to be massive moving forward. So let's see Rayasi. We already touched on him, and I think he's going to be better again this year. And David Havili, hopefully a little bit less disrupted. He's been playing the centres. If they're going to keep him in the same jersey, he's had another year there. I think he could be dominant yet again. He's learned nothing. He doesn't score it inside centre, mate. That's the rule. Everyone knows that. Because he was chopping around. Now he'll be good. Look, he finally got his time in the All Blacks, but uh, Harry has touched on a good point, mate. You want him in that 15 jersey, and we're never seeing him in that 15. Unless Will Jordan dies, we're not seeing him in that 15 jersey again. uh, And then Chafiaki will be in, mate. He's a 12 all year. (laughs) Yeah, that's very true. All right, and that left me with, obviously, the scraps, as we said. There's no more good, you know, fantasy players in this whole Kiwi conference after that. But um, I I decided to just pick, uh, unsurprisingly, another two Crusaders players. Uh, I went for Lester Fyinga Anuku. Um, Went for Sevu Reese. Might have heard of him, the guy who had kind of a 100-point fantasy average for a couple of, uh, a good couple of rounds when he first started. Um, And then still not feeling... That's positive about my third choice, but it's locked in. It's recorded for all history, so I have to go with it. TJ Perinara is who I picked. So TJ's come back after a um, season uh, off playing in Japan, and uh, I picked him because 
he doesn't have uh, Bodie doesn't have that fly half pairing. So as we've seen uh, towards the end when Bodie wasn't there, he, they even started playing TJ at ten. So basically, I think TJ is going to almost captain the team and play nine and ten and just do everything himself. So I'm expecting more fantasy points and hoping that he's going to start reaching up to that Tate McDermott type level, even in a Kiwi conference. So and I, would uh, say, I would say, mate, the big thing there is you've taken him to do that for the Hurricanes above Geordie Barrett. I did, yeah. I look. I don't know. You put you did get you put a lot of pressure on me. You gave me no time. You know, I wanted the, could have picked the two two. Could have picked Akira. Could have picked. There's so many players. Had so know. much time, mate. Yeah, too much time. Yeah. All right, Matt. Well, let's um. Well, look. With that, let's move on. Uh, as we said before, it's exciting. There's now six teams in the uh, Super Rugby New Zealand Conference. We've done a whole pod on Moana Pacifica, so we're just going to talk about the classic five, as we'll call them. And uh, with that, let's rip into the main course and Could let's I, start with hmm, Classic Five. Harry, like I, just, I just want to vote that we don't call them the Classic Five. What do you think, Harry? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'm for that as well, actually. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, look, it was off the cuff, but um, look, we can edit that out in post, can't we, Harry? I'll leave that to you, mate. Um, <laughs> sure. We've, we've never edited this podcast. Um, so, look, the Blues, n- none more classic than the Auckland Blues. Is it their year? <laughs> no, well, sorry, Super Rugby, uh, wi- no, they didn't win. At the end. Did they win? They did win last year. They did win, yeah. They, they won the Trans-Tasman. That's, sorry, oh. I just for a second I was assuming the Crusaders won again, but um, no. You, the Blues won Super Rugby Trans-Tasman. For anyone, for anyone listening, just excuse the work experience kit, um, Kagi. Thank you. This is his first day. <laughs> Look, we'll, we'll jump into some significant ins for the Blues. None bigger than Bowden Barrett coming back from Tokyo. He missed a good chunk of, of last year before sort of returning for them. Roger Tuavasa Shek coming across from the New Zealand Warriors looking to fill that 12 jersey for them. I also think it's worthwhile noting Luke Romano, although he's, you know, getting closer to 40 years old, he's a very good player, lots of experience. Interesting to, to see him play not in a Crusaders jersey. That's something very different. And he's got to, I just want to tell him. I, no, I agree. You've got to give him a shout out. He's one of the best bench <clears throat> locks of all time in Super Rugby. Do you know what I mean? As in, like, there is no Luke better lock coming off yeah. the bench. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, 100%. He's, he's just had so much experience, finishes the game out for the Crusaders. So yeah. it, the question is, does he start or bench? But we'll, we'll jump into that. But, yeah, don't, don't just take the shade from uh, Ricky Riccatelli. He's also a very exciting player. True. He obviously moved to moved to Auckland because he wanted to play go- golf with uh, Bowden, uh, big golf, golf buddies. Those two. So, um, Harry, do you want to take us through the significant losses for the Auckland Blues? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, firstly, looking around the El Capitan, I think probably the biggest loss for the side, Patrick Tupolotu has gone over to Toyota Verblitz. So it's going to be very hard to replace him, and I honestly don't think they can. Um, you've also got Gerard Kelly Tuioti, who is another quality, quality lock that was really starting to make a name for himself last year. Um, Dylan Hunt had to retire due to chronic concussion. He was really starting to come through in the open side flanker role, along with Blake Gibson, same role, same position, has gone to the Hurricanes. Uh, and then to round it out, you've got Atera Black and TJ Fayani both gone as well. So, just bunches of positions around key playmaker roles, open side flanker and lock, where they're gonna they're gonna miss that talent. There's you know Talai Nui Nui Ray Nui. Yeah. I don't know where I've got that uh, in the hooker as well. So it, it's all bunched positions, and uh, there's some questions and some holes there for them to fill for you sure. S- 
you yeah, said also he, that they, they lost a, a bit of that, you know, leadership role in that sort of 10, 12 jersey, those sort of positions. And there's big changes for sure. But, I mean, they lost Black and Fayani. Would you prefer that or Bowden Barrett and Roger Tuivasa-Shekari? Well, Bowden Barrett with his lingering concussion injury, uh, issues and Roger Tuivasa-Shek that hasn't played rugby since he was a teenager. This year, I'd probably take Black and uh, TJ Fayani. You're alone there. TJ Fayani is an absolute weapon. Yeah, I'd take just Bowden Barrett. You don't, don't need to throw in other right. guys as yeah, well. Yeah, that's um, right. Any week. But, yeah, but I think uh, definitely, well, they also lost, I mean, not a huge loss, but Jacob Pierce just in, in losing three locks, three big locks. Yeah. So that is going to be hard to fill those shoes. And and also, I mean, can we can we blame Otero Black for leaving? <laughs> the writing was on the wall last year. Um, <laughs> yeah, the man wants to. Actually, playing some awesome footy. If you check out his highlights for the... Uh, the water gush, is it? Or the, or the shining arcs. I forget who he's playing, but he's playing with um, Israel Folau and he's just doing what every good 10 would do, kicking across field. Tries are plenty. So, um, okay, all you got to do is look at the screen right in front of you, mate. It'll tell you he's playing with the shining arcs. Yeah, but I don't, who does that, mate? Shining arcs, okay, good. <laughs> Let's push. Let's get on to the best 15 that we think for the Blues. Um, let's just run through them pretty quickly. We've got Alex Hodgman in a loose head. Kirk, Kurt Eklund uh, as the starting hooker. Uh, we'll have some competition from Ricky Riccatelli, but we think Eklund's probably locked that down. Nepo Laulala has kind of, we think, the more senior tight head prop has usurped, has, I guess, found his place there. Um, Harry, do you want to take us through the locks? Yeah. We've got, we got Big Sauce, Tom Robinson and Josh Goodhue at 4-5. Um, Tom Robinson was the standing captain without um, Patrick Tupelotu last year. So he, he definitely feels a leadership role for this side. And then we've got Akira, Dalton, Papali'i and Hoskins Satutu as our 6, 7, 8 as well, which is just incredibly fierce. Great fantasy back row, that's for sure. We jump across into Finlay Christie at 9, who's a player that we all love. Bowden Barrett at 10. I mean, Harry did touch on his concussion, lingering concussion uh, symptoms four weeks out. That's a bit concerning nine weeks after getting his concussion, but he should be there and he's pretty confident he will be there for the kickoff. You, mean, you mean, but he's the best player in the world. So uh, it's he's, he's a pretty good player. And then I'll go into the centres as well. Roger Tuovasashek. I think he's going to light this competition up when he gets comfortable. And by all reports at training, they say he is an absolute freak and he is not going to miss a beat. Oh, I, th- and I thought you were going to say, by all reports, he's already comfortable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, it sounds like it, to be fair. So <laughs> it'll be interesting. And, and they're, they're putting him at 12 because apparently he wants to get his ball on, on hand as much as possible. There was there was talks. Does he go? <laughs> I can see your faces, boys. He, he could he play fullback? Could he play wing? But twelve was always his jersey. I reckon he's got good ball skills, and he's just going to barge straight through this <laughs> defensive line. Stop smirking when someone's talking about ball skills, Harry. And right. then on the outside centre, there's also Rico Yuani. So that could become a real powerhouse centre pairing. Yeah, and Rico having an absolutely awesome uh, international season last year, like. Yeah, I mean, I've talked forever about this guy, so I won't do it again today. But, yeah, we know he's awesome. Uh, and, look, actually, sorry, before I'm going to jump back, uh, before we get onto the back three, which is just uh, I realised I didn't do justice in terms of the front rowers. We still do have big Carl and offer, and I still do, do expect them to rotate a lot with Alex yeah. Hodgson. Mate, this is your best 15. It's one of the key questions. 
Stop getting distracted. I'm going to do it for you. Caleb Clark on the left wing, Mark Talaya on the right wing, and Zahn Sullivan, we think, will finish at fullback. Now, the key questions, Kagi. Ah, key questions. Very good. I've got one here for you. What What do you think will be the management of the Blues front row? Will they use right. bomb squad technique or will there be a clear first choice? I see. Sorry, you meant to read the notes before we do this. <laughs> I've got, oh, sorry, I got you. Right, okay. Um, I think very much will, uh, will, it will be the same thing as last year, right? They've got four absolutely class all-black props. Um, you're not going to, you know, whilst you could say that uh, Nepal Alala might have usurped a big offer um, in terms of is the better scrummager um, and has just played his role a little bit better, I, I honestly think they're going to split time pretty evenly throughout the whole season. So it's a bit annoying for fantasy managers, um, as props like particularly offer in the past had been an absolutely uh, had killed it um, for many seasons. But uh, yeah, I would see them splitting it almost 50-50 throughout the season. So what do you guys see? Do you think, do you think the same Nels for the hookers as well with Eklund and uh, Riccatelli or not? And Vikena obviously to a degree as well. Oh look, I, I assume that Eklund and Riccatelli will definitely share that time. Whether they go, you know, a straight change of of three each week that they sort of did a little bit last year, and they'll they'll link three of them together, entire front row would be a pretty exciting thing. You know, you bring in a whole fresh front row as long as they're ready to go, and that will will you know light light up the the scrums as well as you know ball in play with players like Riccatelli. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Riccatelli is going to want to be starting time and getting lots of lots of footy under the belt. Eklund also, you know, brilliant player. A little bit more experience getting towards the back end of his his time. So, yeah, he, he should be the starter for mine. And, and Riccatelli's obviously come there really to compete for that starting position. You know, he's he's realised he's, he's not going to win that competition between Dane Coles and Asafa Omua down at the Hurricanes. Uh, as good as he's been over the years, he's really been fantastic. But you, You've got to feel for the guy. He's going, where, where can I go to get some game time? He's <clears> going to Kurt Eklund, and Kurt Eklund is a brilliant player. Yeah, There's just nowhere he could go to get a confident start. That's it. But you'd rather compete against one rather than two. So, um, yeah, should be good from him. Um, Harry, question for you, mate. Uh, I mean, Nelson's already given his thoughts, but uh, how long until RTS is starting? Uh, look, I, I think, number one, I think he's been really hampered by the fact that uh, COVID stopped him. I think Auckland pulled out of the Bunnings NPC, so he actually missed that entire season to get used to playing rugby union again. Um, I'm suspicious given that they haven't got a lot of other options, but I think Harry Plummer will start the season and relatively quickly you'll see two of us check start on the bench, I reckon, round one. And by probably round four, five, six, I'd say he probably takes over him, given him that Plummer's not the most experienced player as well. And not a um, 12. Sorry? Yeah. And, and not really traditionally at 12. I mean, he's played the bulk of his time at 12, though, for the Blues. So because that's, he's, that's why I think he'll play. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that he can't cover it, but he's been pushed there because there wasn't a, an option at the time and he, he is mainly a 10. Well, TJ Fayani has been there for a few seasons and was the vice-captain of the squad, so they have had some options at 12. Yeah, and he, he was preferred over Plummer. Okay. And we yeah. wasn't good. There's, so. Look, another, I'll throw another option out there. There's Tanielu Talea, another player we're very excited about, but we'd mainly see him play on the wing. Um, I don't really know if he could be much of an inside centre. Um, he, if- he definitely does at NPC level. He's, I've seen him play there a lot. Um, to me, he's not the skill set they need to complement Rico Ioannis, which is probably his bigger problem. But yeah. uh, he can play in the 12 jersey, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I was so, going to say round one. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say, what's the final answer? Nelson, Nelson and I saying round one for RTS. Harry's saying a couple rounds in after Harry Plummer. Um, Harry wants Harry, to be wrong by four. Harry Plummer's going to plug, plug the hole for a while. Is that what we're yeah. saying? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. Um, Nelson, I'll throw it to you, mate. What does the team do if Bowden Barrett, Double B, is, uh, doesn't overcome his concussion and isn't there week one, two, three? I don't know. I mean, they could throw it under uh, All Black Rest as well, just say, look, let's just rest him the first couple of weeks. We've, we've paid a fortune to get the world's biggest star to Auckland and playing, so we don't want to, you know, risk it. Yeah, look, uh, it's, it'd be pretty tough um, for them, losing the likes of Bowden Barrett. It, it is... Hard to know where he's at. Even if he's saying he's confident, he's probably going to say he's confident he'll be playing no matter what. He's getting symptom nine weeks later. That is not a good sign. So if he is out, they've got Stephen Perifetta and Harry Plummer to fill that void. What are you shaking your head at, Harry? Who, who's, franchise, mate. Yeah, I was going to say on. Stephen who? Stephen mate, who? Mate? A pair of franchise. Look, for me, I, I'd be studying <laughs> Parafetta, pair of franchise, because we love the, the the guy and he's played a lot of fullback for them recently, but I think he's a, a good shout for their starting 10 jersey. I, I think, um, I don't know if Para Franchise would be this, the person to slot in. I reckon Plummer would. Purely because think, I re- but- remember the back end of last year, they sent Para Franchise back to club rugby to get more experience playing they fullback. Did. They did, but didn't you say Para, uh, Plummer's already going to be playing 12 at the start of the season? So how can that work? Yeah, well, it's only if Bowden's not playing, though. We're picking a best 15, right? Trying to, yeah. trying to tangle him in some webs there, Nelson. I like it. Um, yeah. No, look. I agree. I mean, I, I agree with Nelson. Though. I actually think para franchise is slot straight at the ten. Uh, mate, love para franchise. Absolutely amazing. And as do frankly, I. He, he's not going to play fifteen now. With Zan Sullivan as as locked that jersey down, um, the absolute legend. Um, so yeah. Anyway, but look, speaking of Bowden Barrett, um, let's get on to stocks rising. No, no, no. Uh, no, no. One more big question, Craig. Don't no, miss we'll the best question, mate. Yeah, Come we'll, on. we'll throw it. Uh, we'll okay, throw it to right, you, right. so right. you can fumble around it. But this Good. is from. You know, regular listener, I think you might have seen his pod by now, and that's at Rugby Fixation. This is Rev. Do you think Robinson, Big South, gets the game time at lock? Um, yes, because they don't seem to have a whole lot of depth in, in at lock, really. Um, I mean, and, and they just have such good back rows. I mean, how, after the season Akira had last year, the international season, how can you not play Akira and Hoskins the way he tore up Super Rugby last year you know we've said it time and time again you just can't not play both of them so I think as much as Big Sal's won't like it he's if he wants to start he's gonna have to play lock and um, look it, it just depends how those players fit in doesn't it you know it, it makes mm. more sense to get all three of them on the paddock when you've had so much depth lost at that lock position he's got experience he's got leadership he's, he's someone you want to have on the park and I agree with you you can't drop Akira or Satutu, but we've seen it happen in the past and there's potential they could fill a similar role with each other and one off the bench. But I think if you're putting your money on it, you're going to have Big Solace playing at in, in the locks. They'll probably play 50-50, I reckon, you know. like They'll obviously rest Akira and Hoskins yeah. here and there and that'll be his chance to slot in at six and then otherwise will play in the lock. And, yeah. I mean, you, you look at the final they played last year and Big Source sat on the bench. So I think that tells you everything that they, they do rate Akira and Hoskins when push comes to shove. Yep. Yeah, and, and it also depends on um, the development of Sam Sam Darry or Sam Sam Darry, yeah. Um, yeah. Because he was, he was one we were impre- – he was being talked up a lot and we were impressed by it. So – 
um, you know, he can really lay claim to a, a locking jersey if they want to have two big locks. So, well, man, you know where his Sam Dowry came from, the academy that he came from. He was always <laughs> going to be a, a big deal coming straight out of the Crusaders that's, Academy. That's it. We that's the number one thing we pay attention to uh, every year. So, um, but all right, stocks are rising. Harry, why don't you take us through the two stocks that are rising? Yeah, n- number one's pretty pretty obvious. Bodie Barrett back from overseas. Um, in 2019, he was the top fly half. He had 49.2 points per game. That was over Richie Moe, who was only 43.6. It had him as the fifth highest score overall. Um, 2020, he dropped off significantly, but uh, let's not talk about that. Um, chances are, I think he's probably going to land somewhere in the middle, which would put him, you know, top two or three fly halves in the game. So stock's definitely rising for Bodie, not only as uh, a player returning to Super Rugby, but for fantasy footy as well. Yep. How good. Look, I'll, I'll jump into Zahn Sullivan. We've already touched on him, but... We have hyped him up for a long period of time. I think throughout last year, he he is an exciting player. Kagi, what do you think of Sullivan? Do you think he's going to be starting every week? Mate, I think it's generous saying we have hyped him up uh, all last year. I have hyped him oh, up all last year and was shot down by you guys consistently. No, look, I mean, he lived up to it. And he did, look, he surprised even me. I was extremely optimistic in how quickly he locked that jersey down and got so many minutes. Um, and he's only going to get better and better. And now with the world class of Bowden and some of the other players around him, I mean, For sure. you know, I, I, I labelled him the next Will Jordan, which I think was, you know, that's definitely a huge, huge uh, commendation. It's a but it is. But um, no, he's he's let's, absolutely awesome. So let's keep in mind, he's twenty one, and he's not long twenty one as well. He was twenty one in the back end of of last year. He's six foot four, one hundred and one kilos. He yeah. is an impressive specimen. He is so uh, so yeah. I, I do fully expect. I mean, I called it last year, but I expect this year him to take it to another level. So be right up there on the fantasy points. It, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me at all. Yeah, um, stocks that are falling. Look, I'll take you through this one. Um, off at Tuanga Fussy. Um, I think you know. We're already, I won't go into because a lot into it because we already said it. They're going to split a lot of time the props, but it did seem like Nepo Lalala has kind of uh, pipped him for just. Uh, just being better in the set pace, really. I mean, you'd say Offa probably has more of a running game and things like that, but just Nepo has nailed his job. One of the best scrummages in the country um, in that tight head jersey and um, also has made some of the biggest hits. Like, I'll never forget one of the highlight hits for him in the Chiefs uh, when he played for the Chiefs. But, um, yeah, so we think Offa's stocks, maybe he might see a little bit less time in that split between him and uh, Nepo. So... Smokies, uh, Harry, you love Stephen Parra franchise. Tell us about I, it. I do, mate. And he's he's not a stocks rising for the first time ever, I'm sure, for me. I, I think just a Smokey this year. As you said, he can slot in at 10-15. He played out at 15 for Taranaki through all the NPC, kicking goals as well, which is obviously very valuable. If there's no Bowden, I think he's worth money. If there's no Zahn Sullivan, I think he's worth money. I would be picking him up immediately. I would almost just hold him on my bench just in case, to be honest. Depends <laughs> if all the other Crusaders players are gone. Uh, but he is just such a talented player if he gets game time. Yeah, that's very fair. Kagi, you want to touch on the oh, the second name here? Uh, again, talked about it already, but Sam Darry, um, just, yeah, I'll look, I, in the notes, he even made it on the Hot Shit podcast last year. So I said there was he certainly got some big raps. We talked about he's come out of the Crusaders Academy, uh, big unit. He did, you know, he, he got into Super Rugby pretty quickly. And um, I think now, really, this is his opportunity to make take this jersey and make it his own with all the other locks moving on. So, um, 
I feel like it's probably less pressure on him, if that makes sense. But uh, we really liked what we saw and um, he's only going to get better. So should yeah. be very good. He's just got a bit of competition there with, you know, Romano, old man Romano with all his experience. And, you know, if you can, if you've got to compete with an ex Waratah like Tucker, then, you know, you've got a difficult, or did he, was he at the Brumbies? I thought he was at the, the Tars for a bit. No, he wasn't. Sorry. He was at the, the Brumbies. Um, I think that's it. that speaks everything to what you were saying though. You don't, we don't know what team <laughs> he's coming from. So. Mate, I'm clearly, I'm clearly, uh, just blowing smoke up a little bit there. But look, the, yeah. the third name on this is definitely Roger Tuovasashek. He could be anything. We haven't seen him play rugby. It's been quite some time. But if the hype uh, that's getting put out of uh, the, the Blues camp is, is anywhere near what it, you know, what it really should be, he's going to be a really exciting player and could be worth bulk points, getting bulk minutes early on. So it'll be interesting one to see. I, I can't believe that Craig's did not have Bazan Sullivan and Roger Tuovasashek in his top picks for fantasy players this yeah. year. Completely yeah, honest. Look, blew my I'm, mind. I'll be honest. I'm definitely regretting not having picked Zan Sullivan. Look at you on a dip down from last year, is he? Yeah, I, lie, I, I don't know what happened I there, but went, um, I almost went to Tuovasashek with Bowden Barrett inside him. You only outside him. Not only is he going to get good ball, he's giving ball to someone who can do something with it. He could be worth a lot of points. Yeah, it is going to be good. How, mate? How good a time would it be to be the Blues social media manager? Just you know, the RTS oh. stuff you could just spout all day. One hundred percent. Hey, boys, let's let's get on to the Chiefs. Hey, let's keep getting through these teams. So significant ins for the Chiefs. We got, I think, probably. No, oh, it's not the biggest in because of who's next, but Josh Shawani. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He is definitely the straight replacement for Damian McKenzie. Can play 10 and 15. I reckon we'll play 10 for the side, but just an unbelievable talent. If he can get his mindset right and if he wants to achieve things at the Chiefs, I think it's the perfect team for him in the way he likes to play the game. You also got Brody Retallick, none other than the best player in the world, I think 2017, coming back from the Kobe Steelers. So he's been out for a couple of years, obviously came back into the All Blacks environment last year. He, he's, he just looked not quite as dynamic as I remember him when he was in Super Rugby. So I'd like to see the level that he can go to in Super Rugby when the game's a little less physical and he can kind of get involved in the wider channels, throw the ball around a little bit more and just show off his ridiculous athleticism. And uh, the, the last name I'll point out is Amoni Narawa, who was uh, just uh, had such high hopes over at the Blues and it just didn't unfold for him. But I think he could be a real find as well for them. If we go to the significant outs, there's some big names here. Um, Damien McKenzie heading across to the Sun Guys. He was, you know, first pick for many years before. He was usurped by Moonga in that uh, 10 jersey as an absolute dominant player in the competition. Lachlan Boshier, who Harry and I think should be the starting seven for the All Blacks. Tate Tahu Riorangi from the Crusade, going across to the Crusaders. He's just another guy feeling that that's, you know, number nine role for them. Got a lot of game time in previous years. And then, uh, tragically, the, the passing of, of Sean Wainui, everyone would have heard about it by now. Uh, he's one that needs to be mentioned because he was just such a, a stalwart for them, you know, over the last number of years and, and a really, really impressive player, both on and off the field. So he's a massive loss for them. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, still, that's not even mentioning names like Nathan Harris, Guinea Naholo, Valen Sullivan. There's so much talent there that is just moving around at the moment. And uh, Nathan Harris, I should just mention quickly as well, retired because of some ongoing ankle issues as well. So that's disappointing for him. Yep. Uh, the best 15, Craigs. Yeah, Nathan Harris just couldn't get back for the last three or four years, could he? He just yeah. plagued, so that sucked. But um, best 15, let's do it. Um, all right, we've got loosehead Atu Moli, who similarly has been a player plagued with some injury trouble the last couple of years. The, the Chiefs' front row has really struggled with injuries the last two or three years. But um, Atu Moli, we've got Samasoni Takiaho, uh, who we've got big wraps on for this year, uh, and Angus Tarvau in at tight head. He's been um, awesome in uh, recent years of fantasy. Uh Brody Vitalik and young Tupo Vai uh, to start in the locks pairing. I think they picked themselves, both uh, All Blacks. And Nels, do you want to take us into the back row? Yeah, no no problem. I think the number eight's a no-brainer. Luke Jacobson, number seven's a no-brainer. Um, Sam Kane and the, the six was the only one that there was a little bit of question uh, in who will fill that void. But for us, it's Peter Gasuakula. He's just been such an exciting player for them. Very dynamic, very mobile around the paddock. And he, he is a bigger body as well. Obviously, he can feel that eight jersey, but it's not going to budge Luke Jacobson. We've also got Brad Weber at nine and Josh Uwani at 10. Yeah, Quinta Pyre and Anton Leonard-Brown at 12-13. I think they're pretty established now, both playing a few games for the All Blacks last year. Atene Nanai Satura, probably the hardest one to pick on the left wing. Uh, obviously been in and out with his sevens involvement as well, but I, I just suspect that we're going to see him have a breakout year this year. And then I think Jonah Lowe over Sean Stevenson on the right wing, but they could go either way. And I've got Chase Tiatia moving to fullback with that spot. Uh, becoming vacant again. But, again, there's definite arguments to say Caleb Trask might end up back there and chase TRT, pushes back to the wing. So a lot of unknowns, I think, with this Chiefs back line. Yeah, K- Kagi, you got a few names that could fill that f- fullback void as well, right? I did. Um, I think, look, this is spoilers because I think we do have him down in the Smokies, but um, Amoni Narawa is someone who's come across from uh, the Blues because there's just too many good outside backs at the Blues, to be frank that uh, he's not going to get a chance. And um, look, he's played full a lot of fullback in uh, the NPC and um, also a lot of, he played wing for the Blues for a little bit. And so I think he's a player that, uh, I, I'm not sure he, I can't, I'm not sure I see him starting over Chase Tits here at fullback, but I could well see him competing for that right wing slot. So um, we'll, I mean, we'll have to see, but uh, very exciting. Now let's get into some key questions. Uh, Harry, how much does Josh Uwani at 10 change the Chiefs' DNA or does he just slot into their current structure? Uh, how do you see that going? Uh, mate, I, I don't think he changes their DNA at all. If anything, I think he probably didn't suit the Highlanders' DNA. Mm-hmm. I think he's perfectly built his game for the Chiefs. They think, as I said, I think he's a, a replacement for DMAC. I know he's not the exact same player, but he's small, agile, skillful, fast, can break the line, can put others through holes, can play at 10 and 15. I don't think he has to change it one bit. I think he's going to be the perfect, perfect fit for them. And, you know, he's obviously already had an All Blacks cap a couple of years ago. As I said, if he's got his mind on the game and wants to perform, I think there's more to come for him. He's just such an amazing talent and I can't wait to watch him. I hope he just replaces all the DMAC excitement that we're losing this year. Kagi, I think it's fair. Oh, I was just going to say, but what what do we think? Uh, do we think anything of um, you know the father son relationship here in terms of the coaching? Uh, Warren Gadlin and Bryn Gadlin. Do we think that that will 
come into effect at all. Look, um, I, I don't think so. I don't think you necessarily get to this level and just pick your son. Um, I think that's under <laughs> 13 stuff. But look, uh, Gatlin might get you know some time in the squad, things like that. But I think Joshuani has come across to be their starting 10. And He's your black he, he, he fits this squad to a T. And he could be a long-term 10 option for them. So I think he's a good fit. Yeah. Kagi, I'll, I'll just jump across to this next question, mate. This is from, again, at Rugby Fixation. I'll get in because I know you like to skip his questions. <laughs> With four exciting locks, do you think they all get enough minutes or each get enough minutes? Um, no. Uh, like, you know, <laughs> yes, yes, Brody Retallick is um, getting on with a bit of age. But uh, if anything... I think Brody will want to play bulk minutes. You know, I think Harry yeah. nailed it on the head when he said, you know, he, he didn't look um, back to his absolute best, you know, probably at like 80%. So probably still like, you know, in the top four locks in the world uh, last year. But, but, he's, uh, only, he's only 30 for the record. No, no, I know. But I but I just mean, you know, in, in lock years, uh, that's, you know, like that's many, many years. Um, no, it's not, mate. You can play. Is, look, you've got another eight look, years to yeah. match Romano, man, or Bryn Evans, yeah. or like there's so many old ones. Or, or Brad Thorne, it got to 40, but no, that's true. Okay. But um, I mean, that's, those are the baby, 30 is a baby age for the front rowers for props, although we have the likes of Angus Bell and whatever coming in. But um, anyway, with Brody, I think I think he'll want to play a lot of time this year, get back to his best, and um, we'll see a lot of him. And similarly, Tupo Vai, who's he just had been getting better and better. Um, for the All Blacks. And I think the All Blacks really see him as growing into, you know, a dominant All Blacks lock position. Um, there, is, there is Akoi, Lachlan McGuinnell and Josh Lord, though. Like, that is it, a high level of young talent. And, and you yeah. know, they're not that far behind Tupo Bay, sure. Was it uh, Josh Lord that also got taken on the All Blacks tour? Got some, yep. Yep, that's right. got some time? Yeah, yep. absolutely. I mean, it sounds like the Blues should have got on the phone and said, can we borrow a lock or two? You know what I mean? But, um, Definitely. <laughs> Uh, all, the all the Waratahs, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we took, a, we took uh, a few Kiwis last year, but that's it. So I think, look, they'll definitely. Um, I mean, I, I think Lachlan uh, Laglan McWannell, who we talked about a couple of years ago as the new hot shit. Uh, I mean, he's right down the bottom of the pecking order, right? You know, he's got Nato Akoi, who's also been awesome last year, and uh, Josh Lord. So, yeah, uh, answering your question, no, I think we'll see a lot of Brody and Tupo. Yeah, cool. Harry, how do you see this playing out? We've talked about it in the past. Anton Leonard-Brown, is he a 12? Is he a 13? How do they see him moving forward and who does he partner with? Is it just as simple as he, he partners with Tapia? Yeah. No Nankervell. We don't see him. No, I think Nankervell is just going to fall further down the pecking order. I think they've got yeah. such big wraps on Quinta Tapia. There's a reason he was getting All Blacks tests last Thank year and Thank killing you. it for the All Blacks, I should say, as well. He played so, so well. So, you know, I, I think a couple of years ago there was an argument to, to say that Nankervell should be getting more game time than Tapia because, you know, I, I think Quinta Tapia just is quite error-ridden. But I, my suspicion is that with his time in the All Blacks, he's going to have cleaned that up. And yep. they're, they're going to be the 12-13 for the entire season. Nangabel will be riding the bench, I would say. Yeah, and, and and look, I think particularly the last couple of years, Nangabel was he was a crucial part of that Tasman Marco, you know, back-to-back effort. He was at his peak, and that's why we couldn't believe how he wasn't getting in here. But um, for those who can't remember, Quinter Pyre last year, I remember as he was in my fantasy team, but before he got injured, I think he was the top centre in fantasy for early on in the season. He was absolutely killing it. So yep. I expect him to go straight back to that. Look, I'll, I'll jump into the stocks rising. We won't spend too long on it. We've, we've talked about these guys 
you know, almost a, a nauseam. We've uh, <laughs> done a big deep duck dive into this one. But Josh Uwani, we've already said he's going to fill this role, you know, similar to DMAC. We've got Samasoni Takiaho. There's been lots of calls for him to be an international regular and Brody Retallick. Um, we've we've touched on him. He's, he should be refreshed two years over in Japan. And I know we've already got three, but can I chuck Chase Tiatia in there? Because uh, he's a player that what we all wanted to see just get on the field more and more last year. Every time he came off the bench, he was dynamic and awesome. Uh, I mean, in theory, he could have free reigns at the 15 jersey this year. So he can do as much as he wants, really. It could be very cool. But, uh, sure. Great. Falling on Akoi, who I think was starting to come through last year, just too much competition. We talked about in Nankavel, who we've discussed as well. I think both those guys will suffer this year for the uh, their playing time. Yep. Yep. And finally, Smokies again talked about it. And Moni Narawa, uh, incredibly exciting player, 15 or, or on the wing. I think, you know, with that right wing is the thing we're unsure about with Sean Stevenson and um, Jonah Lowe, so possibly. And then also Smokey Xavier Rowe, uh, extremely talented youngster, uh, halfback who'll be backing up Brad Weber. Um, he did come on, you know, in a couple of games at the end of the season last year and um, was absolutely electric. So exciting to see what can happen from what we can see out of him. And particularly with Triple T moving on to the Crusaders, um, you know, he's going to get more of a more shots. Uh, is he going to be coming off the bench, do we think, week in, week out? I would say so, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So very exciting from him. Uh, and possibly the last Smokey, I think we threw it out last year, but it was R- Rivez uh, Raihana, who's that um, 15 or 10, just lots of hype around him, could be someone we just see randomly come in off the bench and perform. I suspect we'll talk about him in the Hot Chip podcast again. Yep, for sure. There's been a few names just for that. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to what uh, everyone's uh, actually here for. So, I mean, people probably skipped forward to this in the podcast anyway. They probably, you know, it's all they want to listen to. The Crusaders. Um, Let's get it. Harry, give us a significant ins. Uh, I mean, I've only got one giant name in front of me at the moment. That's Pablo Matera. Has come across from Stade Francais uh, and obviously the Argentinian national side. In the Super Rugby, the Super Rugby competition, he was just unstoppable. So he's going to be an absolute weapon for them. And it's just an embarrassment of riches, really, in the loose forwards. They've also got, as we mentioned before, Te Teora Tahurirangi. So he's a very big in, I think, at nine for them with a lot of potential. Kenny Naholo and his brother covering at the moment before the season starts. I don't know if you've heard of a Waseki Naholo. So if he picks up a full contract, that'd be pretty big. Um, and then they've got a few other names, maybe not as big on the uh, as recognisable, though. I'll rattle off nice. some of these significant outs. Andrew Makaleo really hurting that, that you know, hooker role as a bit of a backup for them. Michael Ala Alatoa got bulk game time for them in recent years. Fetu Kamokamo Douglas, another, you know, utility back rower, got lots of game time. Manasa Mateelli, we saw him break onto the scene a few years back, you know, a few games towards the back end of last season and is still very impressive. And their stalwart, Luke Romano, you know, coming off the bench almost every single week for the last, what feels like 10 years for them. Yep, nice one. Look, I think we feel like we could read off like two or three team sheets here, but let's just go with the, okay. the best 15 and then we can discuss uh, in some key questions. So Joe Moody, all black, number one, easy. Cody Taylor, easy. Uh, tight head, prob- probably Ollie Jaeger to start with. Um, so, yep, we'll go with that. Blocks, Sammy Whitelock, Scotty Barrett. Uh, I don't even know who captains the Crusaders this year, but probably one of them. 
Um, Nels, why don't you take us into the back row? Ethan Blackadder is just really started to develop into that perfect six for them, I believe. Pablo Matera, world-class, one of the best players in the world in my eyes. Cullen Grace in that number eight jersey. Mitch Drummond, probably going to be sharing game time again with Hall, but we've given him the that preferred position at nine. And a player you might have also heard of, Richie Monga. Yeah, and, and uh, Harry, some more, more players you might have heard of. <laughs> <laughs> David Avili, Braden Enor at centre. Uh, Lester Fanger and Nuku, Sever Reese on the wing and Will Jordan at the full-back position. I would just mention as well, I know Blackadder played some seven for the All Blacks. Pablo Matera plays six for Argentina. I think the Argies play their open side as a six, so that's why we've got him in the seven jersey. So you will see him in a different number jersey, I suspect, this year. Yeah. Very exciting. Uh, and right. how good was he? How good was Ethan Blackadder as well? Sorry, just you know, he was freakishly good. Freakishly good. Sorry, no, I have to say they started re- referring to him like Chuck Norris jokes and now Ethan Blackadder thing, like references. <laughs> the, the whole of like the All Blacks started doing this is awesome. That's very so, good. Yeah. Hey, uh, question number one: Rugby fixation continues the trend of having bulk questions, and I'm we're glad for it. I should say, what's the biggest obstacle? this year for the Crusaders. And I think what he means by that selection. is how is it possible for them not to win again? Um, selection, just the headache that, uh, every week. That's, you know. Look, I've, I've got a legitimate answer, and it's COVID. Okay. If, if they're all, one of them are getting it every week and a bunch are having to isolate and not getting it to the following week and things, that is the only way we can disrupt this team. Yeah, yeah, I genuinely don't know what their biggest obstacle is. Um, they just have Waratahs? the most depth. Uh, yeah, like they're winning this year. Let's just be frank. Harry, have you got anything? Because I literally can't think of an obstacle. I do, but it links to my next question. So I said if Richie Moonga, he's got a clause to say that he can sit out up to six games of the year. Um, and originally he was going to take the first six games or they were suspicious he would take the first six games of the year out. Um, now they've changed the draw. He hasn't commented what he's going to do because obviously that means he'd missed the vast majority of the Altaroa games. Um, but I, I think if Richie Mo goes down, I know David Avili's probably next cap off the rank. They've brought Simon Hickey in. They've got young Fergus Burke. But I don't think any of them are Richie Moonga. And I think <laughs> they're still going to be one of the best teams in the competition. Don't get me wrong. But if there's a, an obstacle that could make them not win the entire comp, that's probably the only one for me. Look, I don't want to take anything away from Richie Maunga, but um, I mean, you could you could probably put any other ten into the Crusaders and they'd still win. Um, what a horrible and speaking, thing and speaking of that, mate, Fergus Burke, uh, young Fergus Burke, he's been <clears throat> the ten for Canterbury, the, the Canterbury NPC team the last two years. How they um, gone? Well, okay, they haven't. The Canterbury's always up there in the top, though. I think just Not before the Tasman, was ten, mate. Just, just, just before, yeah. But have you seen the Tasman Marco team, mate? That's the rest of the Crusaders. Um, but have, have you just before that Canterbury? Must, I think won, you know, like as many years in a row as the Crusaders are winning now, basically. Yeah. So uh, I think I think they decided they had to split up the Cantab team and put them in other NPC teams. It wasn't fair. So we're waiting for them to do that with the Crusaders now, but. Uh, Anyway, so anyway, Fergusburg could be good, but I agree. If we had to pick an obstacle, there it is. Uh, question for yeah, Nels. Yeah, no, um, I, I, I'm not sure we need to say how do they manage their ludicrous riches because they've just got a million players. And, you know, if you're a fantasy manager, you just have them in your team no matter what. I, I don't know what you're going to do here to, to share game time. Like, Should we read the question? Do it? 
Yeah, it says, how the hell do you manage the, the ludicrous riches in the backs? You you can't manage that. It's, it's too too good. Someone's missing out. It's not fair. Something's not right here. Yeah. Right. Is Selection there a legitimate answer? Well, do you want to say, are they are they going to, are we saying they're, they're going to rest some time, um, the, you know, the players won't have, be playing consistently, except Will Jordan, obviously, we're playing every week at 15. Um, yeah, that, that's basically yeah. what I was getting at. I, I was thinking, you know, you're going to see Lester Fanger and Nuku slide between wing and outside centre, Braden Enor between probably 13, maybe a little bit of 12. Um, you've also got, obviously, Jack Goodhue coming back. I think he's due back around about April or May from his knee injury, multi-ligament knee injury. That's 12, 12 months out for him. So I, I think that that kind of almost dodges a selection bullet there that he's not going to have to be in the picture for a fair while. Um, and then Chafiaki, I think, is is the other young gun that will probably be given a few games as well. But, you know, when it comes down to it, you're probably going to see similar rotations to what you did last year. So do we say then... You know, are you are you safe bets less defying Anuku and just Will Jordan essentially in that back line? And then Sevu Reese, you know, might need some rest time. We might see the right wing just one Naholo playing each week. Uh, Kenny and Waiseki. It's, it's um, pretty, pretty hard, isn't it? Like, I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think the right wing will be that because don't forget you've got George Bridge as well. Yeah. So I, I think uh, Kenny Naholo and Che uh, Fiaki might get, you know, I don't think Kenny Naholo will play, to be honest. Fiaki will get a couple of games and that's probably it against Moana Pacifica and Fiji or something. So, no, I, I think no one's a sure thing, but most of them will play. The, the names that you recognise from last year will play three quarters of the games each. Fair. Um, all right, well, let's move on to stocks rising. Um, I mean, no, no, I'll let's hold. go. We'll go back to the notes again, Kagi. Uh, will Te Teora Tahuri Orangi move to the Crusaders payoff in 2022? Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, it's, it's, he's had a tough sort of few years sitting in, in a rotation policy at one point and then really falling out of favour. Um, at the Chiefs, I don't think it's going to pay off for him necessarily in, in my eyes. He's definitely got the talent, but between Bryn Hall, Mitch Drummond, they've been there for a long time. They've had bulk minutes. I just don't see him, you know, getting what he wants out of this squad if it is, you know, a lot more minutes. So I, I, I think the answer is no for me, unless what he wants for this move is to, to get some experience with the Crusaders, then sure. He's going to learn from the Crusaders, but I, I don't think this is a long-term solution for him. I think we forget that he was uh, he was on the cusp. Did He made the All Blacks. He made the he All Blacks. Was, yeah. he, he absolutely was killing it. But um, I agree with you. It's It'll be hard to like just throw He's the dead. last five years of winning <laughs> Super Rugby off the back of a Mitchell Drummond-Brin Evans combo. Drummond's to the, 27 to and... Hall's 29. It's not like, you know, these guys are in their 30s and, and looking to be done in a year or two and, and Tahuri Rangi's coming in there to, to be the next player. I reckon I mean, there is an opportunity, to be honest. Like, I last year was the first year that we saw Bryn Hall's minutes start to really drop in a long, long yeah. time. You know, I, I think it's really a one-horse race for the starting jersey, and that's Drummond's. So, no, I don't think Tahuri Rangi will start the year but on the bench, but I think he will get a fair few minutes. And, you know, I think he definitely fallen behind Xavier Rowe in the Chiefs setup as well. So I think there's an opportunity for him. And as you said, he was in the uh, All Black squad once upon a time. So, you know, anything could happen. There is a small, a small door open for him. I agree. Look, it's the only position that they don't have, they have never had world class players in. Um, 
we've always said imagine if the Crusaders had Aaron Smith or something. But um, so, you know, opportunities there. And also, particularly if Richie Moonga goes down, then maybe they will need something different. You know, they need someone who plays a little different. So, um, well, he, yeah, was, sure. he was going to be second or third at best, more yes. than likely at these two clubs. So not a huge change, but sure, a little bit of a door open. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, with rising, guys. Yes. Yes. Uh, Kagi, you go for it, mate. I can go for it. Okay. Well, we've talked about it. Pablo Matera. I mean, yeah, stocks rising. He's going to start every game and just he's already awesome. And now he's in the most awesome team. So, um, <laughs> yeah, like fantasy points are plenty, basically. He's fixed himself, really, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, otherwise, Oli Jaeger, um, you know, he was behind. Michael Alalatoa had worked his way up to being the starting tight head prop. There was Franks in front of him, but Mikey was there. And now with him departing, um, Oli Jaeger's probably your first pick, your seasoned prop. Uh, he's got behind him, biting at his ankles, two very impressive youngsters um, in Fletcher Newell. And uh, we've just been learning that Tamati Williams, uh, who was a loose We haven't been, mate. You've been just learning. Okay. I've been just learning. Tamati Williams, who I am an ex- extremely excited about, um, well, as a loose head, is uh, is wants to be, to really nail down a role as a tight head prop. So there is a lot of competition, but Oli Jaeger is your your experienced prop um, who's yep. got a mortgage on that jersey. That's why he's in stocks rising. Uh, who wants to take us through stocks falling? Nelson, you go for it, mate. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll happily do it. Tom Christie, he's a player with a huge work rate, had bulk tackles throughout, you know, especially early on last season. He was really leading that, uh, I'm pretty sure, in, in Super Rugby out to Roa. But look, he's the lucky one, unlucky one, not the lucky one, unlucky one to miss out in this really talented back row, you know, squad for, for the Crusaders. So he's going to get a lot less game time. Pablo Matera is just absolutely world-class. So sorry to say... Christy, we, we actually think you're a great player, but yeah, you're, you're going down this year. Raiden Anwar, there's a, a little bit of a question mark in terms of if his stocks are going to fall or or what he's going to be doing. David Abili has definitely established himself as the 12. Good Hugh is going to be back towards the mid um, part of the season. They've also got Fanga Anuku. So there is some question marks there, but... Look, I mean, I'd be leaning towards he's their first choice outside centre and he will be on the paddock most weeks throughout the year. But with that question, do, do we see him moved around? Do we see him back on the bench? It could definitely hurt his fantasy points. Yep, and you obviously also had Bryn Hall there, Nels, which uh, we've discussed. For the Smokies, we had Tahuri Orangi, who we've discussed, and I think, you know, an injury to Mitch Drummond mid to uh, you know midway through the season onwards, if he's managed to establish himself as the backup, could be a real opportunity. And he's obviously very exciting wherever he goes, but I think put him behind the Crusaders pack and he could be anything. And then Chafiaki as well. We saw what a talented youngster he was last year with his, the limited opportunities that he did get. He's just another one off the... Uh, off the ranks for the Crusaders that just lights it up. So if he gets some more time this year, he could be very exciting to watch and a good scorer for sure. How good. All right. Well, let's, with that, move on to the Highlanders uh, and ripping straight in. Significant in, significant signings. Uh, mm-hmm. Gareth Evans has uh, moved over from the Hurricanes so um, to the Highlanders, looking for some game time at six and eight there. Marty Banks, the party at Marty's. Uh, he's back. <laughs> Uh, hey, good. From, back from Japan, so um, absolute cult hero, not only in 
uh, Dunedin, but also New Zealand. So huge. Andrew Makaleo coming down from the Crusaders. So um, he's looking to try and, you know, not be behind Cody Taylor, essentially. Uh, get, get more game time. He's done uh, it. He's killed it. He's done it. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Um, and, yeah, those are the those are the real significant ins for the Highlanders. Nels, do you want to take us through the significant outs, the losses? Yeah, there's a few names here. Uh, Joshua Wani, Ash Dixon, Kazuki Himano, um, going back to Japan. Liam Squires retired. You could also probably throw in Tokalahi, you know, so a man that we thought would be have, have a big future is Tariki Ben Nicholas as well. Um, Michael Collins has filled a role for them both at, you know, in the outside backs and in the centres as well. So there's a lot of players leaving this squad. Yeah, the best 15 guys, I've got Ethan DeGroote who had a breakout year last year, Liam Coltman and Josh Honick. Uh, obviously some competition there in the hooking jersey, but I think they'll start status quo if they can to start the season. Bryn Evans, the uh, the elder statesman in the team, killed it last year, so I've still got him in the side along with Josh wow. Dixon. Um, Liam Squire, Billy Harmon, and the return of Marino Michele Tu'u after a season-ending injury last year for the forwards. So I can't wait to see him back in the side. Kagi, you want to take us through the rest of them or the next next five? Sure. Um, I look might have micro-tuned out, but I'm assuming we're onto the back. So Aaron <laughs> Smith, uh, you might have heard of him, just kind of, you know, the best scrum half in the world. Or Should I don't start. know if he's been, yeah, start. Don't know if you, <laughs> don't know if he's been usurped by the actual uh, rugby player of the year, uh, 2021, DuPont. Um, but no, Aaron Smith stepped it up last year uh, and was scoring some insane fantasy points, actually, despite starting to share more game time. Uh, Mitch Hunt locking down the 10 jersey, no competition from Josh Uwani. Uh, and then I'll just do the centres and leave Harry to bring us through the back three. So centres, look. I think Sanders is a big question, but we've gone with um, Scott Gregory, who uh, was, you know, I thought was an outside back, but was doing really, really well in the centres last year. Kind of seemed to lock that position down. And 13, uh, I'm not sure about uh, we're going with uh, Nani Punavai, but... Um, oh, yeah, mate, that... take your pick. Who's it going to be? Dead set. You got exactly. Munger, Jensen, Nani Punavai or Fatuli Paya. It's not going to be Sarah Tompkins and he's gone for the year. Oh, yeah. Oh, is he? Okay. Well, look, I mean, Fatuli Pyre was one that they were really excited about come down from the Crusaders last year. And then he just got, like, he was lighting it up preseason and then got injured for the whole season. Um, and you know how much I love Thomas Umanga Jensen, but he's more of a 12. So, um, yeah, you're right. It'd be interesting to see what happens there. But um, Harry, there. Harry, take us through the back three and then we'll get into some key questions. No problem. I will. Um, so, we'll go on the left. Okay. Wing. All right, Harry. New Harry. Yeah. Sorry, man. Sam Gilbert on the left wing, uh, a player that lit it up last year, but prior to an injury, Connor Gard and Bashep on the right wing, and we've gone fullback Solomon Alamalo. So that's a fun one to say, isn't it? <laughs> it is, and hopefully we'll be yelling at a lot this year. Uh, unlike we will Bashep. be. But, um, yeah. but Con- yeah. Connor Gard and Bashep, obviously also the good Gard and Bashep. Um, no, he was pretty exciting <laughs> last year. So um, that was good. All right, key questions. Let's get into it. Harry, take us through some key questions. Right, so first of all, will two of their potential best players re- return to form? And part one of this question is from Rugby Fixation. Is the year, is this year the return of Marino Machiele Tu'u at eight? I hope so. Like, you know, I think he was picked very highly in our draft last year 
and then just did not get any game time. Uh, yeah, whatsoever. so they, they didn't adv- advertise this last year because we were all pulling our hair out going, this is ridiculous, he's the best. Hugh Renton, who is Hugh Renton? Who <laughs> fair, fair to say was actually pretty reasonable, but it wasn't Mikael Letu'u. Mikael Letu'u had a stress fracture in his leg that ended his entire season. That just did not get published last year. So that is the reason, and yes, he will be back, and yes, he will kill it again. Yeah, and how? I mean, how exciting and also kind of unfair is that? I, the whole Moana, uh, Moana Pacifica podcast, we talked about all of their back rowers going out to absolutely crunch everyone. <clears throat> well, Shannon Frizzell and Mikaeli too. I mean, that is formidable six and eight pairing right there. They'll so. be carrying the team, to be honest. Yeah, so, yeah. it's worth noting Mikaeli too are different parts has been, you know, a battle between him and Satutu to, to see who could be more dominant in terms of fantasy points. Satutu, you know, definitely took it towards the back end, you know, for the last couple of years, but he has just as much potential in, in a fantasy aspect at least. Was it you, Nelson, that picked two up last year and, uh, sorry, uh, Mick Ellie too, and then suffered the agony of him not playing? That's a classic Nelson move. I think <laughs> so, but I think I had Satutu the year before, so it's okay. Excellent. All right. Um, and the second uh, of the potential players to return to form, Harry? Yeah, I mean, Solomon Alamalo. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know how to say it other than like that. Um, he, he obviously had his own mental health issues that were pretty well documented and he was pretty open and honest about those issues. Um, he's back for Taranaki, uh, for Southland, sorry, playing week in, week out. So is this the year that we get the, uh, the excitement machine, Alamalo, back? Yes, I think so. He said he said his you know he's refound his love for the game, uh, and I said the first couple of games I saw him playing for Southland, he's put on size. He looks in like the best shape he's ever been. Um, so if he can play anything like, you know, I mean, I think I picked him very early in the draft last year. I thought he was going to have a mortgage on a you know wing or fullback jersey at the Highlanders, but. Um, Let's hope this year he does. Incredibly exciting player to watch. So um, Yeah, absolutely. Will Falau Fakatava share more game time this year? For me, I, I, I think so. Um, it's going to give Aaron Smith a little bit of, you know, a little bit of a rest building in towards the 2023 Rugby World Cup. And, and Fakatava has just got international footy written all over him. So I think he needs to get some more game time. And, and they don't want to just leave him, you know, sitting in their, their pocket. So I think he does get more of a crack this year. And it's fair to say that uh, I, I think the All Blacks will probably be on a delayed start to the competition as well. They don't join the teams until mid-February for the start of their preseason. I think they've all had an extended break given how taxing it was being on tour for the back end of last year. So if round one is on the 18th of Feb, there's no way that they're going to be playing round one. So I think Fakatava will potentially at the front end of the season really get a lot of time. Worth lots of points when he's playing. Yeah. For sure. And, and Smith is, you know, like he's he's so happy to share time. He's not a player that's like, I would need to be playing all the time now. You know, yep. I mean? like he's, they know he's early, so He's a team man. Yeah, and guys, outside back, like I think we've named Sam Gilbert and Connor Garden Bashup on the wings. Gilbert can obviously play fullback as well, but we just don't want to move Alamalu from his best position. Um, it, what are you? Is that how you guys see it going? They've obviously got Villamani Koroi as well, young Josh Timu. There's there's a bit of talent there. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a tricky one. I look, I, I think Villamani Koroi covers that fullback role for them, so. Um, I, I don't think we're going to see him, you know, feeling the wings as much. Um, so maybe he'll be sharing that time with Alamalo. 
Yeah, I agree. Look, I think, you know, I was hoping Koroi was, uh, you know, kind of like a like-for-like Nareki replacement, but um, it's it's pretty hard <laughs> to... It's, I was going to... I was saying I was hoping. I was hoping it's pretty hard to accomplish that feat. Um, yeah. And I think Connor Garden Batship is already that kind of dynamic, um, fast winger. And, and Sam Gilbert's just kind of reminds me of like a, a bit of like a Johnny McNichol or something, just like, you know, big, solid winger can yeah. kick a long way nelson said he can play fullback as well so i think that's a good balance that they'll achieve there with those three so that's that's how we see it playing out but um any more key questions or should we move on to the uh, stocks are rising now let's push on all right stocks are rising um shannon frizzell uh i mean you could ask every year i'd say his stocks are rising but harry why are they rising this year Oh, just because of the fact that he hasn't had much game time. Um, he's the sixth-ranked Lucy in 2020, had the second-highest points per minute. That was, a, I think, just just behind Hoskins to Tutu. So, you know, I, the way I thought about it is the facts are simple. If you put him on the park, he's going to absolutely kill it. That's it. <laughs> so we don't see Gareth Evans and Hugh Renton no. trying to take away some game time? No, Gareth Evans, no chance. And Hugh Renton, maybe he gets 10 minutes here and 15 minutes there. But Michele Tutu is also less senior than uh, than Shannon Frizzell. So, no, not at all. I think Frizzell will get a hell of a lot of game time, particularly after some of the form he's shown in the last few years. Yep, love it. And Nels, uh, we've talked a lot about him, but other stocks are rising. Solomon Alamalo. Um, yeah, look, we, we went right into it. Yeah, we weren't right into it for him, but it's been a while since we've seen, you know, this excitement machine back on the field playing good footy. But back in 2018, he had the third highest average for an outside back with 51 points a game. And that is, if you're getting over half a buck, you know, over 50 week in, week out, that is absolutely phenomenal. So I can't wait to see him get back to some of that form. Exactly. We just, we just wanted managers to know the ceiling that you're looking, looking at with him. So yeah. uh, stocks, stocks are falling. Uh, Hugh Renton. Um, yeah, he was renting that jersey. Mick Ellie's back. Uh, he's paid the mortgage. Uh, it's, no, okay. um, no, he did have a good season last year. I think, I think we all looked at him with a certain level of like dis- disdain because we were like, where's Mick Ellie to? Uh, you've robbed us of him. But um, he actually was really, really good. Uh, but no, this year, hard to see. He's probably, you'd have to say with Gareth Evans coming in as well, he's fallen further down the pecking order. So um, we'll see. And we've got Jonah Narecki. I mean, your stocks definitely fall. Uh, I'm not sure why he's in here. Stocks definitely fall when you get injured for the season. But um, That's why that's why he's in there. Yeah, <laughs> only because it's, he's just such a big name. And I just wanted to mention his name once well, this year. Well, actually, on that as well, um, Perry Perry Parkinson, Perry Perry Chicken. He's out for the season as well. He so sure is, yeah. In the same likeness, I think. That was a question we had in terms of their locks, right? That's why we've got 37-year-old Bryn Evans in there um, because they will certainly miss peri-peri chicken. So, um, yeah. uh, I just realised, guys, as well, I I said Fakatava should get time at the start of the season. Um, You just just got me to go, look, he's injured. He's he's coming back from his ACL still, so he's missing the start of the season as well. When did did he do his ACL? Uh, I can't. I can't remember. I think he's back within the first couple of months of the season, or something within the first month or so. But yeah, he's been gone for a while with that, so expected not to be right back for game Good. one. Good that's, the type of, that's the in-depth analysis you come to us for. But um, Nelson, how about you finish us off with the Smokies, and then let's get to the last team. Andrew Macaleo. He he was a really exciting player, although he was sitting obviously behind Ta- uh, Cody Taylor. So it wouldn't be a surprise for. 
what we we know him as the bowling ball to nail down this <laughs> top hooker spot uh, at his new franchise. Just a very very physical player, you know, very solid in the set piece. Um, so he could be a, a really good fit for them. And also um, Manaki Selby Rickett. It feels like we've been talking about him for a few years, waiting for him to to really evolve into what we think he could be um, for the last few years. And, you know, considering how athletic he is, it could be this year, hopefully, again. Yep. We'll, we'll say it every year until it happens, uh, I feel yep. like. So, excellent. All right, let's move on to the Hurricanes. Uh, the last but not least side in the New Zealand conference. Um, Harry, significant ins. Right, so Owen Franks uh, was going to be the big in for them, but he's ruptured his Achilles, so he's gone for the <laughs> year. Um, Dom Bird, I think, is a big in coming back across from Racing Racing 92. Blake Gibson, Tay Walden picks up a contract again, Balan Sullivan as well. So they've got some other young talent there that we'll get into, but um, that's about the big names for them. Yeah, I mean, significant outs. There's some pretty significant outs here. Nani Mape, absolute weapon in the centres for them. Vince Arso, again, an absolute weapon at centres or, you know, in, on the, the wing channel as well. Going to be impossible to replace those two. And Vea Fafita is another one. Ricky Riccatelli as well. You know, it was, it was quite a good player. Um, but there is a lot more if we really wanted to, to roll through more. They're, but they're the biggest for mine. Excellent. Uh, yep. And now let's let's smash through the best 15. Uh, Xavier Namia, who was awesome uh, towards the end of the season for the Hurricanes. Um, looking for him, actually, to really grow this year. Asafo Amua or Dane Coles. Uh, I mean, take your pick. Two All Blacks. <laughs> both di- very different, but incredible players. And uh, the big man, Tyrell Lomax, to keep that number three jersey locked down. Uh, I'll just do the locks as well. Dom Bird. Old mate Dominic Bird. He's back yeah, after the Crusaders. He used to be in a while ago and was overseas. And Scotty Scrafton. So we've got the old man but big wrecking crew here of Dom Bird and Scotty Scrafton. Scotty Scrafton's probably not even that old, but I just feel like he's like an old man. So he's uh, not. Anyway, they're, they're both very big units, though. Uh, really good at lineouts. So they're really going to deliver some strength in the set piece, which will be good. Nels, do you want to take us through the or back row? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, Devin Flanders, we think, is going to hold down that six jersey for them this season. Duplessy Cariffi at seven. Hopefully, we don't see him there all year. He's probably getting a couple of cards. It will depend if it's a 20-minute red card or an 80-minute red card. We were talking about that on another pod we were doing. That may dictate how long we see him in this role, and hopefully we get to see Artie Sevilla, meaning we can bring in a few of the other back rowers. But, yeah, we've got him at seven, Artie Sevilla, at eight, TJ Perinara, we all know him at nine, and Ruben Love really broke into that squad last year, even though we did sort of see him as, you know, that fullback cover as well. Yes, and then we've got Peter Ramanga Jensen filling the 12 jersey with Billy Proctor and the outside number 13. And on the wings, you've got Salisi Rayas. He should be the specialist left wing. Uh, and then you've got either Sevilla, Julian Sevilla, or Wes Huisson on the right wing with Geordie Barrett at fullback. A couple of uh, positions that could chop and change. You might see Tay Warden go to 12, pushing Peter among the gents to 13. I think it's less likely but possible. And uh, Reed Princep with Dev- Devin Flanders uh, as well will be a bit of a close basil battle, I think, as well. We want Flanders, though. Oh, 100%. Love <laughs> Flanders. Um, excellent. All right. Key questions. And look, low surprises here. Another key question from 
at Rugby Fixation coming through with the goods. Uh, how quickly does Braden Iose come in for Karifi? Uh, Braden Iose, very exciting young player. Guys, what do we think? Uh, to finish the question, he did type smirky face. Sorry. Yeah, okay. it, it was a smirky face, yeah. Was it? He's, <laughs> he's, he's obviously very excited about Braden Iose. So um, are we as excited and um, basically can... Can we just get a red card first game, 80-minute red card for Karifi? <laughs> Um, he can come straight in. <laughs> so we're thinking. Yeah, it's probably not a bad option. Look, we we like the look of Yossi and uh, Sevilla. Obviously, traditionally we'd seen as a seven shifted back to eight for cover. I don't think it's going to happen too early. We we'd like to see it, um, but I don't think it's going to happen too early with Karifi playing seven. You know, a, a lot of the time he's almost got a mortgage on that jersey. I think so, unless they decide they really want to move Sevilla back to seven when he's been covering eight for, for the All Blacks as well, I, I'm unsure. I don't think it'll happen, but I hope it does. We, we want it, to- it's, 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 it's tough to, um, I mean, you want Artie picking up the ball off the back of the scrums, don't you? You know what I mean? It's really tough to, particularly in Super Rugby. So that's tough. Um, all right, guys, Harry, how will the rotation between Asafa Almoa and Dane Coles play out in 2022? Um, I think you're probably, it, it'll be exactly the same as last year in my eyes, only because Dane Coles ended up as probably the top choice hooker for the All Blacks last year before he was injured as well. So I, I think it'll be similar. They'll, they'll share a lot of time and just have top, top kind of team. Um, sorry, top, they're kind of A team, B team, and they'll play even minutes. But uh, I've got one final question as well. If the Hurricanes can overcome their issues at the 10-12 axis, could they challenge the strongest Kiwi sides? Kagi. Um, well, no, not the Crusaders or the Blues. So, yeah, no. Um, just the Chiefs. Um, Chiefs, yeah. Look, I think the Chiefs, they could purely based off a Geordie Barrett, Silesia Rayasi outside backs. But uh, I know the question is about 10 to 12, but um, they those guys just do it enough on their own. Uh, but it goes I don't, Crusaders, I, Blues, Daylight, Chiefs. So they're not going to compete with those top yeah, two. That's, they could compete with the Chiefs, maybe. That's a good thorough description of, of, of how we, we all think about it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, any other key questions, guys? I think that's it. Excellent. Okay. Um, let's get into stocks that are rising then. Uh, I'll take this one. We've got Peter Amunga Jensen. Um, he's, you know, he just seems like the logical man to take over at 12. Uh, he had some pretty impressive games for the All Blacks. Um, I mean, obviously he's not, going to be locked down the All Blacks number 12 jersey with a lot of other people. But, yeah, uh, it would be hard to see anyone else taking that 12 jersey. And I think, you know, at one point in 2020, he was the seventh-ranked centre. So, um, look, a lot of potential uh, for fantasy managers this year. Uh, yeah. One for me is a Safa Almua. Hmm. We've touched on it the last few years. Dane Coles is getting older and older and he still impresses and he still hangs out on the wing and, and finishes tries in the corners like he's a 18-year-old winger. But, look, I think it's time for Amor to get more game time and as well as he's done in the past with the minutes he's been getting, if he's getting more minutes, that's that's brilliant. Despite sharing the time, he's he was the third-ranked hooker on averages last season and a lot of them are on the bench. So it's pretty impressive. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. And I think it's interesting with Dane Coles. With Aaron Smith, the type of player who would be okay to sit out and let other players play, Dane Coles is the kind of bloke who probably wants to play every minute of every game. You know, He's not like, no, no, I want someone else to have a go. He's, 
I want to play. All That's right. Picks. And Devin Flanders was our other stocks rising as well. Um, falling, I had Jamie Booth. Very unlucky, mate. He had his opportunity last year and then had an injury and missed the entire thing. And Smokey's Ruben Love. I don't know if it's a Smokey because I think we think he'll start, but he's obviously got a little bit of competition around that 10 jersey with, um, I don't even want to say his name. Um, we'll just <laughs> call him the lesser Bashup. Um, and uh, other than that, Balan Sullivan as well. I think there's a bit of a call. I know Rev from uh, Rugby Fixation Pod was mentioning that he thought he he should be fast-tracked into that 13 jersey where there's a bit of a question about who could fit there as well. So he can play wing, did so for the Chiefs last year, and can play outside centre as well and, and very talented. Obviously, Zahn Sullivan's brother. So if he gets a start, Kagi will be frothing about him on the podcast. Very I'll, big I'll fan. Throw, I'll throw one more in that maybe we, we haven't got written down there, but that's Alex Fidel. If he starts getting some minutes in the prop ranks, he is a very, very exciting prop. If you see him starting and you're looking for a prop, he'd be a very early pick for me that week. Round one, put him in your side. I like uh, it. Definitely, definitely spoken about Fidel every year, um, <laughs> and I would love for him to be starting, but I just can't see it over all black Tyrell Lomax. But um, but I agree. If there, if there are any weeks, pick him. Yep. Let's move on to, I think that rounds out... I mean, look, the last smoker you had was Braden Eose, just to make Rev happy as well, that uh, he could be, you know, big news <laughs> this year. But um, I think that's going to round out the main course, and that means it's time to take us on to Deserto. Deserto. Desert this week, we're going to talk about uh, the New Zealand Conference rankings. So let's quickly look back to 2021. Um, and look at what we all picked, the, how the New Zealand conference was going to end up. Uh, in 2021, how it ended, it was the Crusaders coming in for first place in Super Rugby Aotearoa, uh, the Blues at second, Chiefs in third, Highlanders in fourth, and the Hurricanes at the bottom. Uh, let's get on. To, oh, so for our predictions, we had I went first. We all uh, went Crusaders Blues, shock horror. At we all went Crusaders Blues. Uh, and then I may have not been very close by picking the Hurricanes in at third, Highlanders at fourth, and Chiefs at last somehow. Where did you go, Harry? Been yeah, then I, I was a close second. I went Highlanders third, Chiefs fourth, so got them the wrong way around with Hurricanes in last. And I nailed it, all five boys. Chiefs to come in third, Highlanders, and then Hurricanes, and I plan on nailing it again this year. So hopefully we've got some similar level of difference this year, guys. I've gone for 2022, Crusaders, Blues, Chiefs, Hurricanes, Highlanders, then Moana Pacifica to finish. What have you guys done? Look, um, I have gone Crusader. I've gone the same. I uh, (laughs) look, and spoilers, so is Nels. Um, We we spent quite a while labouring on who we could swap up in the bottom kind of Four in the bottom three because I think the Crusaders, Blues, and Chiefs, that's pretty ironed on, but um, just couldn't really do it. So, look, I, I really wanted to put the Blues above the Crusaders or the Chiefs above the Blues. And I just, the more I looked at the team, the more this was solidified as my lineup here. So, I, I think we're all along the same mindset. I mean, the only thing you could possibly change is the Highlanders above the Hurricanes or something, but it's pretty hard without Nareki and. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly right. I, I agree. Yeah. Hey guys, let's start. go. Qu- couple of quick listeners' questions. Uh, nice. Number one from Atu Tindall. He said, "Which New Zealand conference conference franchise will be the first to lose to an Aussie team besides Moana Pacifica?" 
I don't have the table in front of me or the the schedule in front of me, but it's if it's the the, the Highlanders or the Hurricanes, you know, very early on playing the the Reds or the Brumbies, it's one of those. Right. Yeah. So we're all agreement. Okay, I'm going to say the Highlanders because I just assume they'll they'll be the first to lose. Is that because you looked at who they're they're playing? I tried. I couldn't get it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I've got nothing further to add. Um, Other question. There was a there was a lot of debate. Sorry, I, I just assumed you were going to say the same thing, Craig. Sorry, <laughs> I, I was. Yes, good. Uh, the other question we had there was it was it was more of a discussion, but we had Hugh Tyndall at Balumba and at Rugby New Zealand as well, saying essentially in summation, what the hell is going to happen with the border restrictions? Um, I can I can put out there. Balumba showed or basically enlightened us all of the fact that on the fifth of Feb. Western Australia are going to open their borders, so they're not going to have any issues, so their side can kind of travel in and across Australia. But there's still some significant questions around whether or not Fiji lets Australians into the country. Yeah, look, I, that's, that's a question whether, you know, there's a, a couple games, Fiji, or is it maybe only one game that they were talking about now playing in Fiji? But the first side playing them was a Kiwi side. So I, I don't know if any Aussies are, are meant to be going over to Fiji that's, this year. Actually. Yeah, that's it. I think the the latest um, presser press release from the Fijian and Drua that they sent out was uh, the only game really in Suva at the moment is in late April, which is against the Highlanders. So yeah, they had they had two two earlier games scheduled, and they've gone for that one. And afterwards, you know, they're hoping, but they're starting to lock down their their fixtures um, in stadiums in Australia or. Mm-hmm. Uh, Around Sydney and Queensland. I think they've, they've, they've got a few fixtures in um, Bank West Stadium and Parramatta, but uh, yeah, some in Queensland, things like that. So, I, I think the big yeah. question is basically if they if they can't have Australian players flying to New Zealand, then more than likely the New Zealanders will end up having to come and stay in a bubble to finish the back end of the, the season in Australia, um, along well, with Moana Pacifica as well. It means more footy for us over here, so we'll take it, even if it's not great for others. It's and, and we need to change we can get. To yeah, look, or, or, or we can just finally annex New Zealand. Do you know what I mean? We can just use this as an opportunity to take over the country and, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, and let's do it. I'll take so, it. <laughs> yep, uh, there'll definitely be a COVID clause in our uh, in our Super Rugby Fantasy competition, um, which will we'll be something along the, yeah. along the extent of if, if a game's cancelled or can't go ahead or whatever for some reason, then um, if your players just didn't play, then you just don't get points. That's how it works. It's bad luck. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's fair because it's the same for everybody. And if you start doing averages, that can be very, very difficult if players have only played one game and things along those lines. So I think that's... Uh, this is start for debate in our own league. Let's not worry about that. Yeah, but it's in case others want to do the same thing, I reckon you get a blanket zero. Yeah, nice. All right, well, look, that has been the New Zealand Conference preview of Super Rugby Pacific. I don't think we had any further listener questions or any further concluding remarks I uh, hope That's you enjoyed it. that. And um, we look forward to uh, the next pod, uh, episode six, the new Hot Shit podcast, which, uh, you know, hot we may have, may have given out some spoilers for that. But, um, no, look, that's that's your fantasy gold right there where we really say these are the players you want to pick this year. These are the players going to win you. <laughs> that's right. Fantasy 2021. So, anyway, till then, that's all from us. See you in the next one. Give us a like on socials and share us with your friends. You.